Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. In a small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings, skirting fields and meadows, and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. Up until Sunday night, he hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts hanging around what some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on ParatalkRadio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one-stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and periscope.tv. To contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York, engineered by John Winter. We are Rochester, New York's only paranormal talk radio show. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Just Ted. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And ladies and gentlemen, it is Just Ted. (laughs) Ugh. She's she's on her way though. She's she's, she's like she's close. three minutes out. Yeah, so she's on her way. Just like a girl, gotta be late. Oh, gotta put on all that makeup. Oh wait a minute, she doesn't put on the makeup. She puts it on when she comes here. Yeah, but it's fashionably late thing. Uh, oh. yeah. All right. So hello to Edna. Hello to Sheila. Um, hello to Terrence Tagwell. I know your real name. Um, I don't. You don't. That's Dave. Oh. Hello, Amy. Um, Invisible Cindy took your spot, John. Well, what spot did she take? My invisibility slow. So. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh man. Yep, something like that. <laughs> uh oh, somebody's calling. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. <clears throat> I'm getting. <clears throat> Clear your throat. Get that right. <laughs> yeah. Brian? Hello. Hello, Hello. sir. <laughs> I just got your message like, hey, let me know when I can call in. I'm standing by. And I'm like, okay, I'm just texting you. Call in any, and then you, boop, you oh, came okay. on. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you've got the radio shows and people are like, okay, we're going to have you on at 8, but you're going to hang on for 15 minutes while we talk about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, okay, you know. Figured uh, you'd let me know, so uh, hey, here I am. Yeah, no, I just I, I, my my co-host is actually running a few minutes behind, and so I'm just kind of like sitting here wasting, you know, airspace anyway. So 
I figured, ah, he's going to call. Great. We'll have him call, and we'll we'll get the ball rolling before little Cindy gets here. Little Cindy. Well, you know what gets me? She's psychic Cindy, so she knew she was going to be late, so she could have called us. I don't think it works that way. It doesn't work that way with psychics? Oh, apparently it doesn't work that way. Here she comes. You didn't, you didn't wake up this morning and know you were going to be late? Oh, sh- uh-huh. Brian's on the phone already there, Cindy. We're just waiting on you, my sweet dear. Because he was on time. Yeah, well, you know. it's been a rough day, guys. It's been a rough day. It's got to be that hat. I'm going to take my rough day and run away, so I'm off. I'll be okay, back. make sure you bring back Where food. I have to run to a run to quit. Oh, Cindy's flirting with John, everybody. That, that can't be that good. That doesn't happen, no. You've got all trimmed up. you got a haircut. He looks good. Uh-huh. I shaved he looks my face. Handsome. And stuff and, yeah. I'm very proud of you. I bet you Brian looks handsome, too, but we just can't see him. Brian, you look very handsome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Most kind. I, I just don't know when I'm going to be late, but... So can, can I but tell you what psychically, she can tell that you're a handsome man. <laughs> I, I have seen him before on shows. I know who he is. <laughs> yes, I dream, I dream about you. <laughs> Are you bringing back food? Damn. I don't know. Just curious. I had mac and cheese and hot dogs. I had to work and then come right here. That's why I had to. That's why I was late. But it's, it's, That's okay. That's okay. It's, it's been a rough day. I forgive you, and I'm sure Brian forgives you, too. Please forgive me. Um, no so worries. Please, no worries. There was, a, <laughs> there was at least a two-alarm fire that happened in Williamson today. Nice. No, it's no. not nice. Because well, I didn't mean like that. I meant like... It, it was... <gasps> We did Holy it. shit, we actually met we for a change. Did. Wow. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I wore <laughs> mine last week, I believe. I'm pretty certain. We I never guess. we never wear the same shirt, you know. Which is our Paratalk Brian Radio. Brian Paratalk Radio That's shirt. Time. And actually, hey, we both have them on. Yes, we so do. So for us, it's excitement. It is. Yeah. Yeah, so my friend's house. Burned um, down? Yeah, it's a, it was uh, a three-apartment three apartment house. <sighs> That is terrible. And there is nothing salvageable. It was, and it's my son's best friend, and he's like my son, and today's his birthday. He oh, my God, it's terrible. Today. So a Red Cross going to help um, out? or They were there earlier, I think, but they're going to Maybe we should figure something out, maybe set something up for him. Yeah. I was some gonna, type of fundraiser. That'd I was going to talk to John, and, and if we can get some clothes or... If you guys have any clothes out there, I have, um, um, I'm friends with his dad and mom too. So it's not like Thomas is just the only one that I'm friends well, with. Well, yeah, if you can figure out what sizes or how yep, old and we stuff have like the that, sizes. we can, we can get we'll all put it on out. The, we'll put it on Paratalk Radio. Yeah, and we'll get that all figured out and okay. we'll help out where we can. I'm sure yeah. that we can do that. That would be fantastic because they've lost everything. everything. Yeah. My, it, I had been trying to get a hold of them. There, now you can stick your Thank phone on you. there. Yay. You're welcome. Um, I've been trying to get a hold of him, and um, talk. I was trying to call his dad. I was trying mm-hmm. to call his mom and his phone, and uh, Thomas's and his dad's phone burned up in the, in uh, the um, fire, and terrible. they only got their moms, only only my girlfriend's out. Did they have any pets caught in there? 
No, their dog was actually with his mom. Thank God. His grandma. Wow. His mom would be my friend Mark. You know, I was just uh, Brian was just saying because I was excited that he called early and I was gonna you know, and you weren't here yet, so I brought him in early. He goes, well, you know, you know, we always have to when we call a radio show, we end up sitting there for fifteen minutes waiting and stuff. And sorry. So no, but now yeah. he's like, you don't have to apologize because we brought well, him on. It's and only eight, listen, so you're talk. still ahead of the curve. <laughs> See, now he's just got to listen to his talk for a few minutes, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like him. You know me. I don't like him waiting. I don't like I him know. sitting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just rude. Yeah. It's rude. It's, it's rude. I'd rather. It's stupid. I would rather. It's stupid. Yeah. I would rather have them on here so that they can add to it if they want to and give their opinion or so on and so forth. Yeah, that's yeah, the way yeah. it should be. You're I love a guest. That. So right. you're, you're involved. Yes. Yeah. And, um,. You know. Oh, That's I saw that Dr. Ruth commercial you were talking about. Oh, finally. It, yeah, it had to do with some kind of show place or something. Like, you can watch movies and stuff. Yeah, on. and they were they were doing, the like, the put, put the putty tat position or something. And I, um, I don't know, I don't a whole know. bunch of different stuff. It was just, it was funny, though. Yeah, it, it, it is was funny. funny. Yeah, and I'm like, 25 bucks a month? I am not paying for that, though. <laughs> but, I'm already paying 80-something dollars a month for DirecTV. Well, that's different. It's like a whole cable thing. Well, whatever. that's true. That's but true. $80 is a lot just for cable. Well, I guess depending on where you live, I mean, sometimes cable's cheaper in some places well, and more pay, in other places. Well, so. I pay $14 a month for Prime that I can't watch anything on. Then why are you paying for it? Because it's also for my shipping. But it says it says oh you get to you get to watch all these free movies every time I click why? a movie it says pay this amount of money so why are you oh it it drives me insane like I just want to get rid of it just for the principle alone and you know they the opened asshole. an Amazon uh, warehouse or something in Batavia or oh they did yeah well, that's, they, that's where they were heard, going to. you heard that they close they decided not to do the one in New York City though it was like twenty five thousand people that were going to work New York sucks. Stay away. New York. Yeah. Well, you know, let's okay. let's now actually before we get to Brian, I want to say one more thing. I okay. heard from our news lady today. Yeah. She is not doing well. Wait, wait, why? Um, apparently it was either she can't feel her head or something along the They need to go line. adjust her her neck or something. Her they, I don't know. They need to go adjust her. They gotta let some air out, I think. Oh, okay. Well, all I know is that she's not doing that well today. So oh, man. We're not I talked to her to... yesterday. We talked for quite a while. Yeah, so we won't have her on the Aww. show tonight. So if we get to the paranormal Honey. news, it'll just be us doing it. So. My little hover. Yep, so. Please send well wishes to Heather. Please, you guys. Yes, yes. We know that, now, she had a procedure last week. They removed something last week. They right? were, no, they did, uh, they were trying to go in and fix where she's leaking brain fluid. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. God, that's a bitch. I, I wouldn't want to be in the, her shoes. And But she we love her, an, and she is, we she's do. got the, she is, she the is, best attitude. Yes. I mean, she is phenomenal knowing that she's got all these problems with her it head and brain, and she's me amazing. What this woman has been through and the attitude that she has. Yeah. Like she has a kick-ass attitude, and she'll, she'll give you some what-fors. Oh, yeah. She has an amazingly positive attitude yeah and she's still and she's grateful 
And she's still working towards things. She's helping yeah. you with the website. She's helping yeah, you with stuff. She's amazing. She is amazing. She. <laughs> yeah, so people, <sighs> when you're amazing. bitching and complaining about how bad your life is, yeah. there's always somebody worse than you. Yes, absolutely. You want to know what Thomas said to me today? Because my my niece was at Savers, literally going there to buy the family clothes and stuff. Okay. And she hears Thomas. She hears somebody say Thomas. And so she doesn't think anything of it. But her boyfriend turns and looks and she goes, he says, isn't that Thomas? And Marie goes, Thomas. And I was on the phone with them. Now, mind you, I've been trying to reach them all day. Right, right, right. And I was, I was crying again, so happy. And I said, let me talk to Thomas. And I said to Thomas, I said, Thomas, I'm so happy to hear your voice. I'm so happy that you're alive. I'm so happy you guys got out. I said, I've been so worried about you guys all day. He goes, Cindy, don't cry. Mm-hmm. And you know what he said? Hmm. I said, I'm so sorry about what happened, buddy. And he said, you know what? We all got out alive. Yeah. All of us. He said, yeah. I'm thankful for that. Right. Right. And that's 16 great. 16-year-old kid today, 16. He's 16 today. Right. He was literally playing his, um, what is that Xbox thing? His Xbox One or something. Okay. He's literally playing his video games. The fire started in his room. His whole thing went out. And... uh well, he's literally, lucky if it started in his room. It started in his room, and he was playing video games. He literally, it literally took out, it, the electricity went boom. He's like, what the heck is going on? He turns and looks. He sees smoke because his mattress is over near the wall. Uh-huh. Um, he sees smoke. He lifts up the mattress, and literally flames start coming up. They try and um, use the out. fire extinguisher. Uh-huh. It was, uh, it malfunctioned. Oh, Jesus. And they literally... That's a bad day. That's a bad day. That's a bad day. And um, so he has nothing. He doesn't even have his games to some. He doesn't have clothes. He doesn't have his phone. Nothing. They have nothing. All right. Well, we're going to put something together. We'll yeah. we'll put together some way just people can donate something, yeah. whether it be food or whatever. We'll figure it out. So if you guys can take anything away from this between Heather and Thomas, mm-hmm. know that you could have lost everything that you own on your birthday, have a positive attitude and oh, yeah. be grateful to be alive, that everybody in that house got came out alive. Yeah, that's just awesome. That's a great attitude. Three families, have. yes. Well, you crazy. know, I know it's not going to help, but you, if, if you talk to them and they want to come this weekend, they got passes, free okay. passes. I will. I'll okay. let them know. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, so <clears throat> on the phone, he's been sitting here patiently yes, waiting. Brian. And uh, we have Mr. Brian Kano who is joining us. He, um, You can recognize him from... The Haunted Collector mm-hmm. um, I, TV series. Yeah, but I saw him on something else. You did? I did. Uh, well, he was on. He, he also was a was, contributor. There was a bunch of different paranormal people. Well, I think even non-paranormal, non-paranormal people. Well, some I can't people, remember what I was watching. Some people probably recognize him. He was um, around for the beginning of the world's largest ghost hunt as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was involved in that. Um, he is doing some uh, TV appearances on The Curse of Oak Island. Um, oh, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been watching it lately, I mm-hmm. have to be honest. Well, he's but gonna, I love it. He's going to be on there uh, mm-hmm. doing some special appearances as well as on uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. That's it. That's what I was watching. Yeah, it was this week. <laughs> this week. That, you know, I, I started I recording it I myself. So, I like yeah. it so much. 
I, I, we're gonna, I want to talk to Brian about it a little bit, but I, I do like believe it. what they're doing is they're taking bits and pieces it's, it's from camera, videos and cameras yeah. stuff that they're catching. It's, it's like candid, can, candid videos that they've picked up from somebody, you know, right. these different people, and they've collected them. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of different contributors, mm-hmm. and Brian was one of them that I saw when I was watching the show. Cool. Cool. Well, let's re- let's get right into it, yeah. and then uh, we'll start off there. Mr. Brian Kano, thank Hello, you, and welcome to the Brian. show. Thank you so much. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Actually, I know how you're doing, because I just heard you all talking about it, but uh, <laughs> it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for coming, and it's so funny, because I just happened to catch the show, and you were on it. Yeah, yeah. I, it just started last week. There was a sneak peek in December, but it was, I think it was December 30th. It was right before New Year's, so nobody's thinking TV. No one's thinking paranormal. Right. Everyone's just looking forward to 2019. So I don't, I'm not sure who watched it then, but a lot of people saw it last week. Uh, it's gotten, I, you know, favorable reviews. People seem to like it. And mm-hmm. when they first tapped me for it, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. And you know, I'm sure. Everyone listening, and you guys included, have been contacted by producers who say, oh, we're going to do this, and we've got a show, and yes. you walk into it with some skepticism. You're worried, like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. And <laughs> I was nervous up until I saw that sneak peek, and I said, oh, okay, this is it, it's light. It's not so heavy. I mean, so a lot of the other shows on there right now are – investigative shows so they can be dark they can be heavy you're just like there's only so much right. night vision you could take there's the you know it's kind of all, it feels all the same right um, there's only and, so and, many I mean, sessions you can take oh god the collection included you know it's it's, yeah. it's formula and it's so- this was nice because it's light it's just hey here's a video and here's a video and here's a guy joking about it and here's someone giving an explanation and you know what paranormal we love it I love the way you put that, yeah. too, but that's awesome. It was, it's so funny because my son is on a Zach Bagans kick. Oh, my God, and he dro- really? His voice drives me insane. I'm tired of every single possession he has. Oh, oh, I just can't handle it. I, w- I, was, I, was fell, I fell asleep today. I needed a nap. Okay, you needed a nap. <laughs> I needed okay. a nap. We got that. And so I fell asleep. I'm in the living room. My son is like, give me the clicker. I'm like, I'm not giving you the clicker. I said, promise me you're not putting Zach Bagans on. <laughs> And he goes, he goes, maybe, maybe not. I said, I'm not giving you the fucking clicker. Well, such language. I right told now. my son that too. Oof, man. And so he did not get Cover the clicker. Cover your ears, Brian. He does not have virgin <laughs> ears, especially in the paranormal community. I'm certain of it. Come on now. Oh, he's just <sighs> trying to protect you. Mm. <laughs> Brian's a good guy. So, yeah. Yeah. He's okay. not like the rest of us. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. see. I can't. Uh, not- I can't begrudge Zach or anybody for anything they've got because uh, most people are just what, mad what that I they're got. not in his shoes. So yeah. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> he does his thing. I do my thing. We're all yep. uh, we're all just trying to get along. And you know what? He definitely has more than I have. That's the way I look at it. I may not like his show. I may not like his antics, but he's got what I don't have. I just can't. Be in the middle of sleeping, and suddenly Zach Bagans is in my dreams with me. I can't do it. Like, 
I cannot watch TV. TV cannot be on usually okay, while well. I'm sleeping because it incorporates into my dreams. That and, happens to um, me too. I, I fall asleep on the couch all the time. And when I yes. hear like South Park or Family Guy in my dream, I'm like, wait a minute. I saw this three hours ago. It's on the cable loop. I'm, I must be on the couch. Well, that, you know, that, you know yeah. when, when we go back to Gettysburg for Gettysburg, Gettysburg Battlefield Bash, uh-huh. I'm going to make sure that Jurassic Park is on when you're sleeping. Oh, God, I will kill you. <laughs> I will kill you with the anal bead lamp. Is that her jaws? <laughs> anal bead lamp. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't bring will, that up. That's what I will kill you with. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the worst lamp in the world. I don't know why no, hotels was, or motels awesome. have Come them on. as lamps. It was, it was very pretty, but it just. Do you really think that I care whether it was pretty or not? All I it cared about was that it, that it worked. Like <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. All right. Are so, you going to be there at Gettysburg Bash, Brian? I have no plans to be, no. Um, I, I know a bunch of people told me about it. Uh, Steve asked me. Uh, I, I think I'm either otherwise occupied that weekend or mm. something's going on. But I, I know that the dates don't line up for me. So uh, maybe next year. Yeah, I know yeah. Dustin's going to be there again this year, so you oh, know good. Dustin will be there, and um, uh, some of the other people from uh, Porter definitely is there. I think Porter's there with Steph. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I be... saw an old old one of with Porter. Yeah. He looked a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's get okay, to Brooks. Well, speaking of Dustin and his events, why don't we talk about some of the things I'm going to be doing? So yeah. <laughs> just to promote a little bit. On this radio well, yeah, appearance. <laughs> Why not? Yes, 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 yes. We uh-huh. definitely do. I mean, I got those listed here and um, all that stuff, and I want to make sure we get to that. So why don't you go ahead and do that, and then we'll come back, because I wanted to talk about the, uh, the show again. So go ahead and promote what yeah, you got yeah, going on. Yeah, no problem. I mean, it's, I took 2018 off. I needed, I needed to just re-energize. I didn't do any events save for one, and I wasn't even sure I was going to come back to the paranormal. But 2019 is me dipping my toe back in and uh, ironically I'm kind of everywhere this week so it's mm-hmm. more of a, a not so much a toe but an entire body back in the pool but in April mm. I'm going to be running my first event in, in several years and it's going to be at Fort Mifflin and I call ah. it the method and that nice. series of events that I call the method are designed to make attendees I don't want to say better, but yeah, better investigators because I want people to start thinking more, being logical, being rational, and not imitating the shows so much. So there's a lot of of things that we take for granted that, you know, in the real world situations, this is not going to to play out like it does on TV. Let's use our heads. All right, so we have a training during the day, and then we take what we learned and use it at night. And I found that doing it this way, you know – People come up to me at the end and they go, yeah, you know, Brian, I haven't thought of that before. That's pretty good. I'm going to try it. And then they try it with their own groups, modify that, come back to me, say, hey, we did what you suggested, but then we added this. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And back and forth and back and forth and everybody improves and gets better. So that's going to be happening on April, April something. I should know (laughs) this. Uh, do I have it? Fort Michelin. I'm looking at my schedule right now. Fort Michelin is in Philadelphia, and that's oh, going to be happening sure. on Saturday, April 13th. Uh, yep. You can get tickets at my website, www.neverstopsearching.com. 
And nice. that's at the old Baraboo Inn, correct? That's well. That's that's another event. That's another event going on. Oh, that's there. another oh, okay. Old Baraboo, okay. completely different places in different states. But oh, okay. I'm glad so you brought that up. Because Old Baraboo is yep. okay. in uh, Wisconsin, and uh, yeah, they're they're celebrating a 20th anniversary uh, for nice. their place. It's a bed and breakfast. It's an old saloon. Uh, there's a lot going on there, but they're having a party and an investigation. So it's going to be a, uh, a, a celebration for them, but we're also taking the opportunity to kind of role play. So people are going to be dressed up as they were back in the day. Uh, that's and we're going awesome. to be essentially living trigger objects. Yeah. And that's, I was just nice. going to say that is, that is amazing. I love when people do things like that, especially for like the civil war and, and, and things like that. It's just, it's, it's great. You know, have you ever done an, a, an investigation in some of these old Civil War reenactments at night? It's just crazy, you know. And, of course, you, you think you see things, you hear things, and it's just amazing stuff. It's just a good time all the way around, even if you don't get any evidence. You know, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah, especially That's for that fun. one. I, I keep, every time I post it, I say, look, we're just going to have fun. And right. I feel like that energy, that fun energy, if something is there – it, we'll probably have other attendees to the party sans body because, you know, there's only so much seriousness that one can take. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's important to be serious. It's important to do things a certain way on an investigation. But right. uh, it put, put yourself in the shoes of those who you're trying to contact. What is more uh, engaging? What's more exciting? Like, oh, is anyone here? Please make your presence known or having a party you know if you walked down a hall and saw two two doorways one with just some people kind of being serious and standing around or the other doorway where people are having fun and engaging i know which door i would go to so right. just psychologically taking it for a moment i think this will be this will be a good nice change of pace and this is happening right after my fort mifflin event this is happening on april 27th and tickets oh, for this and information are on www.thriller.events. It's all there. Yeah, and our event is on Thriller as well. So we can we can plug that stuff. We can actually add it to the Facebook stuff and all that as well. So yeah. that's that's very Thrill, cool. Thriller's I mean, pretty cool. They've yeah, been, uh, they've it been is. definitely it's bringing it a place job. that a lot yeah. of people can post their events, and it's it's uh, it's becoming a one-stop shopping where. You know, you don't yeah. have to be confused anymore to go, where do I find this? You just go to Thriller. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And, and Maria's doing a fantastic job. She's, that's just, it's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. She, uh, she came to me about putting on, well, my events this weekend for the Rochester Winter Parafest, and, and uh, she jumped right on board and took took me by the reins and did it. You know, just, you know, it's it's great. You know, I, I love that she put it up there for me. She's, she's just a fantastic person. I love her to death. Dave so um, the, one of the things I was going to say was um, I love your ideas on a lot of the stuff that you do. Now, I watch you whenever I can, you know, on TV and then, of course, with the specials and haunted collectors and, you know, collector and stuff like that. Um, and I do follow you for, like, your tweets and stuff as well from time to time. But I'm I'm busy as well. But I like the fact that you are always interested in taking this field to another level. And that's one of the things I believe 
um, is going to push us forward because there's a lot of people that just sit there and chase their own tails over and over and over. And we can't do that. We need to advance. We need to move forward. And the only way to do that is by correcting some of the things from the past or the way we're doing things, as well as bringing in new ideas. Um, it's, it's a great segue for my book, too, because, like, um, I just – my book just came out three or four days ago. It's called Outside the Parallel Box. And that's why I wrote the book was to kind of say, hey, guys, you know, instead of always doing this, why don't we put that stuff down for a second and think about a different way? You know, think outside the paranormal box. Let's see what else we can we can use or get. And sometimes it's just my mindset. You know, it's the right. way you actually just approach it. So I love it. I love the way you think and I love the way you do things. I really do. Well, definitely, congrats, congrats on the book. Uh, it's, Thank you. It's a great feeling, isn't it? You know, to to to, to do something and then it arrives in the box and you open it up and it's nice and fresh and there's all the right. copies and uh, right. That's actually amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. That's my second. It's it's this one was by myself though. First one with I, I had a co-author, but this one was by myself. It was just my own thoughts and my own way of doing things, the way I investigate. And hoping that it will add to the way um, investigators and people that are starting out will think about this instead of just, you know, like I said, facing their own tails and staying in that little circle all the time. And kind of, of hoping that it'll brighten everybody up a little bit and say, hey, what about this? And that's why I like <laughs> what you do. And with a method, it's the same way. I think that um, there's just too many teams following this like a generic outline of doing things and they're missing other things that are very important or could be important. Right, right. And I always think, and, and I've always thought this, it's like, you know what evidence or, or an arrow that points to the evidence could be right in our faces 24 seven, but we're just not seeing it because we're training ourselves to look past certain things, you know? And I think we need to step back and sometimes old school paranormal is the way to go, you know? I, I believe that as well. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes from the from the emulation of TV shows, and I, I have nothing against the shows. I think they're great. They're entertainment. Be entertained by them. Whatever show you like, whichever flavor you know knocks your socks off, it's awesome. But you have right. to go beyond that. The shows introduce you to the concept. It's up to you to learn more. And one of the things that I've noticed when I go to conventions and other events people only emulate what they see on TV. And that's not entirely their fault. Uh, if the shows right. had gone further, they would emulate that too. But it's personal responsibility. They have to dis- they have to choose to look further, to look past, and not just form the group, get the black T-shirts done, get the website, get your name out there. Get No, just you know, learn as much as you can, uh, right. see what works, innovate, try different things, and just be open. I think. Um, and I always tell people, I said, look, here's, here's the way I do things. This is what I'm suggesting for you. You don't have to agree with me, but if you leave this event thinking or pondering the, the differences or pondering something like, Hmm, I don't, I don't agree with what he said, but that makes me think, what about this? And my job is done. Okay. I love that. I, I mean, do too. I, I, I believe that's the right way to go. I really do. I believe that if more people were to think like that, 
um, our advancements would come a little quicker because I, I, I truly believe that the way the paranormal is right now, the way we investigate, the way we think about it, the way we talk about it, um, what we show people, and even with like the TV shows, there is some responsibility with there. I do believe that. But right. <clears throat> we need to progress. We need to move forward. And we have to be willing to talk to the masses that want to do what we do. And, but we have to give them options and we have to show them how we do things as in a, I want to say a collective manner because I'm still finding that a lot of teams that are out there, they don't care about collecting evidence and moving it forward. All they care about is the adrenaline. You know, all they care about is doing what they're doing for the fun of it. And um, so anybody that can steer them in the correct direction, I won't say right, but, in, you know, I guess it's the same thing, but in, in a direction of um, thinking outside the paranormal box or giving <laughs> them dun, 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 or getting them to understand that it doesn't have to be this way or this is the way it works and you're missing a whole bunch that the TV doesn't show you. Right. You know, anybody that can can advance where we are, they should be they should do it. They should stand up and take notice and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I love I love the whole thing. <clears throat> I really do. So Brian, before we forget this, because I'm looking at your little list here, I want you to talk about your Patreon. Yes. Oh uh, wow. It's coming up close when to I the- when I came out of uh I don't know. I, I've the entire year of 2018, I likened it to Luke Skywalker being on his island in the last Star Wars movie. It's just you know, I'm not yeah, yeah. Jedi anymore. I'm just gonna go hide out. <laughs> leave me alone. I'm gonna fish and drink green milk, and, and that'll be that. Um, he took a hiatus with Bigfoot. He's been out there for a while, you know, so he'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were neighbors, but <laughs> mid-year. I had I had stumbled upon this website called Patreon, and essentially what it is is a way for artists and creative people to continue doing what they love doing, providing content for the people who are their fans. And I'm thinking, like, hmm, I don't know if this is for me. I'm 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 video editor, videography. I've been making documentaries for years, right. uh, paranormal and otherwise. And I, I thought, hmm, you know, it's just. I don't know if this is a paranormal outlet. And just as I was about to click off the site, I saw some paranormal people on there. I'm like, oh, all right, well, let me check it out. And I looked around. I'm like, all right, this is this is maybe something I could do. And I drafted my page. I made my tiers. I made my goals. And I sat on it for four or five months. I did nothing. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't announce it. I didn't even make the page live because – I was unsure if I wanted A to to come back into the public eye and B come back into the public eye and say, Hey, look, here's my stuff and I'm here for you. And the whole point behind Patreon, it's called Patreon because you gather patrons. Now imagine yourself in in, in Elizabethan or Victorian England and uh, a royal or a duke or someone wanted an opera. They can't make it themselves. They go to Bach. They go to Beethoven. They say, hey, Johan, need, need that new musical. Stay at home. Make it. Here's some money. And that's essentially <laughs> what it is. They were, they were patrons of the arts. So here right. it's like a large crowdfunding thing where people are like, oh, we want to see more content. We want to see more video. We want to see more of what you've provided here. Right. And when they subscribe, 
they get access to uh, the feed, they get access to video archives, they get access to a ton of stuff. And this past month, up until this Friday, this Friday it ends, I've got a special promotion where anybody who signs up to the Wanderer level or above will get a personalized handwritten postcard from me with a picture from my travels that I've taken that I'm, I'm going to select personalized to the person, you know, how I met them, how I know them, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it fit. I'm going to make it nice. 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 Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. We actually have a Patreon, but we, I, I started it and then I only got to so far because of everything else that's been going on and I just haven't gotten back to it, yeah. but it is a good idea. And there are a lot of other people using it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, because and, isn't, um, what's your name? Wait, wasn't it started by paranormal people? Patreon, no, no, oh, 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 oh. no. Um, Patreon, I, I don't even know who started it, but it's a great little thing for anybody. Yeah, you're thinking if, of something else by someone else, right? Yeah. But if you have, I know, what, you, you I know what you're thinking of, but yeah. yeah. No, like a psychic, <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> so, what you're thinking? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give them advertising on my hour, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I know what you, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I guess our our little friend Robert was saying that it was almost a hundred in Australia no, he today. No, said it's over a hundred. Over a hundred in Australia today. Wow. Just it, above one hundred today until Sunday. Send it here. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We have enough global warming as it is, for God's sake. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous weather patterns. Yeah, well, this is this is their this is their summer when we're in winter. They're in yeah. summer, so. Yeah. 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 Ready to go there. I would love to visit there. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I love it there. Oh, nice. That'd be nice. They have a lot of Amazing like, uh, place. dangerous animals, though. But you know, I've, I've only you been know? there. I've only been there in the change of season, so it's never been too cold, never been too hot, and all of those animals have not been around. They've been hibernating or, or hiding or whatever, so I haven't had yeah. that Australian experience. But it's always been, uh, it's always been pretty cool. And I gotta say, the paranormal scene out there, I, I still haven't found the correct word for it. I don't want to say advanced, don't want to say mature, but they they but don't is, seem right. to be as as distracted by the shows and the fame as we are here. Uh, here, I, I notice, and and again, it's not, it's not a shot; it's an observation. Everyone's running right. around talking to producers, worrying about this is a real. All right, it's fine. It is what it is. Um, I almost feel like they don't care about that down there. They really do care about research. And everyone that I encountered, I didn't have to wade through all all that to get to the to get to the meat and potatoes. And it was refreshing. It really was. Now, I, Robert. Now, Robert's saying that um, the reason they're that way is because they don't get the shows. They're what way? That's part of it. The, That's part of it. They don't. They're 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 uh, um. What is the word he's got? Elucidated? Is that what he's got here? What is that? Elucidated? <laughs> yeah, they're sedated. Elucidated? I don't elucidated. know. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah, but they. one of the reasons is they're not spoiled from the TV show. So what they're doing, they're learning probably from books or just experiences on their own. So they don't have that stuff to kind mm-hmm. of dirty their the way they do things. That's not a bad 
I don't mean dirty. <laughs> dirty. I mean muddy it's up. So no, dirty. I don't mean muddy up either. So dirty. Um, it, do, it definitely <laughs> does distract. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's accurate, and and there's really That's nothing good. wrong with it. I just feel that it's it splits one's focus, and I've got plenty of friends who are are you know good researchers and and good investigators, but who get distracted by you know my my sizzle reel and my filming and my this and. I'm thinking like, all right, you're, you're chasing the fame. When do you have time to actually be researching? So um, I think it's fine. Whatever, you, whatever your uh, reason for doing it is, as long as you wear it on your sleeve, I think that's fine. Right. You know, you be right. who you are. Well, Robert's just saying, so we know. Yeah, Robert's just saying he says more relaxed and willing to do the investigations our own way. And he said, re- replying to me about when I said dirty or whatever, he said it's more dusty. And dirty. <laughs> That's right. hysterical to right. me. But yeah, I mean, there are there are a few teams over there that we discuss and we talk to. Even like with London, I mean, with the Lond- London Ghost of London, Goli. those guys are great and they're very professional. The way they do. What are you? Do- I'm freezing. Is that an electric coat? I wish. A battery coat? No, I wish. Oh, okay. Burp. Turned it on. No. <laughs> Oh, wait. Hang on. <gasps> Romy. Oh, oh, I turned it on. Wait, wait, There's what? There's Roman. Roman's on. Oh, uh, uh, hi, Romy. We, we miss you. you. Hi, Jen. Romy, hi. Uh, actually, uh, Roman was is one of the originals uh, for fill-ins and stuff here at the radio program with us, and uh, he had to have surgery, and he's been in the hospital, and now he's in a recovery. Uh, where is it? Recovery? He's in a mental ward. He's I'm a, just kidding, Romy. <laughs> You know, That's I got to pull your leg. That's terrible. It was hysterical. I'm sure he's laughing at me right now going, I'm going to get you, my That's not what he's doing. He's, he's not laughing. He's <laughs> making he's some words. That's for sure. I know that. Mm-hmm. But um, now, I, you know, if you don't mind, Brian, I'd like to go back to the Haunted Collector a little bit. And like, sure. Um, I, I, I thought that show was great. In fact, I've got friends that love watching the reruns over and over. And over. They just love the show. It was fresh and it was different when it first started out, and um, it's still different, yeah. you know. And with John Zaffis oh, and shoot. and Chris oh. and I mean, it just it was different, you know. And I like the way it. it have you watched Haunted Collector before? I Cindy? don't. I, I think I've seen a show, but I really couldn't comment on it because it. Right. So some, I have to tell you because some of these shows affect me in different ways than they okay. affect normal people. Oh, I forgot that. you're not normal. I'm not normal. <laughs> I, I can't watch things like I used to. I mean, I protect my TV and shit like that, and I protect my house, but I just, it affects me. Mm. Well, they, um, well, I, I guess we'll let Brian take it from here. Now, the premise behind the show was um, if, if they got called into a place that was haunted or so on and so it, forth. It was objects. That, it was objects, exactly. Right. They would find something yeah. that would. Now, how, now, Brian, it was based on what, EMF or something like that? I mean, how was. The way we, we discerned whether there was an object or something that was at the heart of the haunting was, uh, I mean, just, just advanced investigation. Um mm-hmm. The cases that that we that we showed up for, I mean, obviously we would get submissions of thousands of cases. They'd have to get poured through, whittled down, verified, vetted, and what we were left with were the ones that got sent to John. And John would go, "Hmm, you know, well, 
all right, based on the information we have, it's not the land, it's not the house, it's probably not the people. So, hmm, what's left? All right, this this might be an item case. All right, let's do it. And it's hard. I mean, there's no formula for saying this is how you hunt an item. And for the most part, item cases account for about 10 to 15% of all the cases out there. It's it's not super mm-hmm. common, but it is a thing. So right. because we've been able to eliminate the other causes, land, house, person, we're obviously going to be looking for an item. What's new? What's come into the house? What is clashing with things that are that are there? Have um, there been estate sales? Has something been brought in? And then a lot of times we would investigate over that object, do EVP sessions, take uh, EMF sweeps, use whatever we could to try to elicit an interaction. And when right. we would do that, a lot of times it, it would point to an object. Now, we didn't always get it right. Uh, there, there were times where uh, we would check in with them later on or John would you know, send an email or call and they were like, oh, John, it's activity is still happening. I'm like, oh, okay. Whatever we took away wasn't it. So, all right, item goes back. And if we could, if John could, he would do a follow-up. And if he couldn't, he'd send somebody local if they still needed help to uh, go do a follow-up. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's got to be tough. I mean, first off, let's let's back up a little bit. And the with being a paranormal investigator or looking at, at, at haunted houses or haunted situations, there are no real um, set instructions. We, we can only do our best and we can hypothesize about what it may be. We have no fact um, or proof right now, and uh, maybe someday we will, but we can only do the best we can. So when you're saying that there was times that it, it you know, the haunting or the, the activity comes back and stuff. I think that's more common um, with the way these shows are sometimes than what's led to believe to the, to the public. And I think it's great that we should be able to talk about, I think it's great. We should be able to show that as well and say, Hey, you know what? This is that we make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, we, we, we've heard of several investigators and famous investigators as well that have made mistakes, but that's, how you learn, that's how you um, advance, believe it or not. It's when things don't go the way they're supposed to, you think they are, that just brings you to another split in that road, you know, and that brings you to another another situation to where you need to do a little more research, a little more work. Right. And I love the fact that um, it happens, but hopefully someday – it won't happen. Hopefully we'll have the answers and hopefully we'll be able to go into a home and just say, Nope, this is the problem. This is what you need to do. And then it's gone, you know, and uh, who knows, you know, I I think in my mind though, the haunted collector is one of the most reputable um, ghost hunting or paranormal shows out there. And uh, I think all you guys professionals, I think you guys were all professional. I think you guys did the best you could do with what you had and when things sometimes don't work out the way you would hope, it doesn't fall on you as a blame or anything. It falls on to the way the field is, and it falls away, falls down on, hey, we make mistakes. We don't have all the answers. You know, I, I love the show, and I will always promote the show, whether it's on the air or not. I mean, that's the way I feel. You know, 
it's funny for the uh, the past. I mean, the show ended um, in 2013, and we actually we had got gotten renewed for a fourth season, but network politics, you know how it goes. Sometimes yeah. it, it it leaves shows hang. But 2013 was our last new episode. It's now 2019. Destination mm-hmm. America had picked it up in reruns for. I want to say a solid three years. I feel like it's been, it had been airing marathons weekly, weekly for years. And it was, it was getting good ratings. It was getting uh, attention to new viewers, uh, more viewers across the world who hadn't seen it in the original run. And I used to joke that I was the residual haunt of the airwaves because (laughs) anything new, you can't, there's no new content. It's just the same stuff over and over and over again, but it always, seem to reach people and people always would say, Oh, I, I could watch this a million times. And I'm thinking, well, I lived it. So some of them, yeah, some of them, not so much. I don't want to relive. Yeah. Well, I think it was because of the way the show was put together and the way that um, like you and John and everyone else, just the, the professionalism that you have or had on the show. I mean, I, it's not like these other shows. It definitely was was uh, above, and it was a better show to watch, and I think you guys educated it as well, I mean, with what you were doing. I mean, John used to – well, you guys used to take the stuff John did, took it to different well, antique shops and so on and so forth, so forth and, and, and explained what the item was, what it was used for. You know, you guys did so many different things that some of these shows aren't doing. So in their mind, and I think with some of us that still watch the reruns, it's fresh. It's still something good to watch. It's not all um, demons and possession and, you know, getting scared and, you know, uh, the, the, the dirty side or dark side of the paranormal. You know what I mean? This was, this was a light. Yeah. It was a beacon. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. And, and I feel that one of the things that was satisfying about it, and it, I mean, it did cause some frustration sometimes, but the satisfying right. thing was when we showed up somewhere, we already knew that this haunting was at, at, in the red. So if we didn't help, if we didn't do something, the business would close, the family would have repercussions. There was like, this is it. They need us. So right. when we took an item away, it was with the, with the hope that, all right, hopefully this will make things better. And that's an ending. And I know with a lot of the other shows, it's either investigation for investigation's sake, or sometimes they're in the middle of an investigation, the credits start rolling, you're like, whoa, hey, we're just getting into this. And I feel unsatisfied watching that. But this one, it's always okay. Here's here's what's going on. Here's what we've shown. And here's the ending. Um, right. Which, of course, put pressure on us in, in the moment because, you know, you want to keep your batting average high. Uh, so right, it, right. It was a little crazy at times, but uh, yeah, I, I it was a great experience. I, I love doing it. I wish uh, I wish we'd gotten to do a little more. Well, I think I think too with your show. I mean, there was some other things that weren't said. You know, it was kind of underlining um, things. Are like, well, you know, when when teams go into houses or into a private residence or even a business and they start rutting around in there and they try their things, sometimes they stir up stuff that they shouldn't. Right. And sometimes those people are left with that when you leave. Right. And I think that's one of the things that really needs to be put out there to the people that investigate is like if you're going in somebody's home and you're stirring this stuff up and you're not sure what's going on, I think you need to realize first and foremost 
when you get to go home and go to bed to a nice, normal place and sleep throughout the night, remember, these people may not be. Maybe stirring that up and making it worse. Where with your show, you guys didn't go to those extremes. You guys didn't... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? You didn't uh, um, um, antagonize. You didn't uh, intentionally go out there to try to stir the stuff up. You were there to try to settle it, and stir you showed pot. it. Yeah, and and you showed it as a professional, uh, in a professional manner. I, that's why I said it's a beacon of hope. I think in some light, you know, it, for what the show was. I mean, it was, it was all attitude, but it was in the right place at the right time. Very professional people. The show was fantastic, and I think that's why. People watch it. And it's still different. love it. Yeah, and still love it. It's yeah, because um, Amy on here was saying how much she loved watching the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's talking, you know, and, great um, about it. So, And where they can find it. Robert said, not available on Netflix here. Is it on YouTube? Then he said he found it, he thinks, if it goes for two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. I mean, depending on what it is. Oh, look at that. Brian, Brian J. Kano is actually on here. Oh, I don't have him on. <laughs> yeah, he's actually on. You're watching. You can, see Cindy, you can see Cindy freezing. I can, yes, I can. <laughs> see, now you can see our matching shirts. Too. Yeah, we got matching shirts. Yep. We could do a chest bump for everybody. No, we ain't. <laughs> I don't want to knock you out. Well, actually, my boobs would hit your belly probably, and, yeah. and so it would be the two biggest parts of both of us. But you know what the best part about this belly? What's that? Is you would be warm. True. Let me let me on your lap. <laughs> let me in. Let me in. Let me straddle you for a minute there, friend. <laughs> Listen, and I know you wouldn't pop a boner for me. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Which I appreciate. No pokey pokey. <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean Pokemon. <laughs> I was just gonna go there, but you know, it's you know what's amazing about this show, which I love, and I hope it comes across to our fans because I'm sure it does yeah. because they're they're very um, committed to us. And even though there's not a lot of viewers and stuff, we get them. Yeah, we know, do. Enough. But yeah. they love us. They do. <laughs> As in, like you two are weird. You you're guys fun, are crazy. You rock. You. I mean, there's so many things that we get. I love it. Yeah, and and it's as real as you can get. I mean, that. Oh, there he is. And it's as real as you can get. We don't. They know this, Brian. Like when we have an opinion or what we state or what we do, they. I just said hi, brain. They're like, that's cool. <laughs> you see, called him brain. Yeah. Brain, 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 brain. Sorry. Yep. Pinky in the brain. I had yep. to. <laughs> well, that that's show. why. That's why it was. It was funny to me because right. that's what was going through my head. I'm like, let me fix this. So let's get off the TV show for a second, and let's go to the world's largest ghost hunt. I wanted to talk about that. No, with Cindy you. Quill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was awesome. Like, um, now, we went, did you start right from the beginning with Maria with the world's largest ghost hunt, or did you come in afterwards? I came in right after its inception, right after Maria said, I'm thinking of doing this thing. And I said, ooh, that would be interesting. And there was kind of a back and forth, and it morphed from being one thing to kind of two uh, concurrent attached things. There was the National Ghost Hunting Day. That was was what it began with. She says, hey, we, we, we... uh, put it through the, the committees. We got the, the forms. We signed it up. It's official. This date is now National Ghost Hunting Day. We own it. We have it, and we're going to celebrate it. I said, that's great. Yay. And once we started coming up with 
what eventually became the world's largest ghost hunt, my involvement was very heavy on what I called the bridge experiment. And I said, look, oh, sure. yes. if yes. we're going to, if, if we're going to have everybody ghost hunting at the same time, well, that happens 52 weekends in the year anyway. Let's coordinate it. Let's get everybody on the same script, doing the same thing at the same time, asking the same questions. And maybe if that kind of harmony globally would resonate yeah. in a way that, hey, maybe it's like an amplification signal that will cut through uh, the noise, the barrier, the veil, whatever you want to call it, and get our message across to say in one voice, we, we're, we're listening. And I feel that that first year, uh, it was interesting. And even mm-hmm. if there was no heavenly, magical response, you know, anything that was earth-shattering, the fact that we got teams around the world from four different continents, seven different countries, yeah, the, the, I think it was like 70 or 80 teams that first year to work together. That's incredible. That's a victory. Win it right is. there. Yeah. And this past year was, was even more. It was 150 or 160 this year. It was amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. In fact, we became um, the official uh, radio, radio show, show last year. Yeah. For them, and it was yep. it was great because people could call in here. They could talk about what what they were doing, what yeah. was going through, and uh, it's just it was amazing. And I love the fact that um, everybody was on the same page doing the same thing. And uh, what they get as an evidence, right? Is fantastic. It was so awesome. We, ha- I mean, what I loved is they that we all have specific questions. Right. Everybody has yes. these same questions, and we're all asking the same questions. At and the some same of them are getting exactly the, the same answers, which yeah. is amazing too. So, yeah. I, I just it's I, awesome. I think it's just a great um, concept. I love the whole idea of it. I really do. Yeah. It's yeah, fantastic. because like I said, I mean, you didn't need a world's largest ghost hunt to have these people doing this because they would be doing it that weekend anyway. Because we're all every weekend doing and and um, right. searching. But if we're now doing it together, to know that all right, we're not just a team here. We're part of a team that's globally trying Global. to do something. That's that's incredible. That's that's it, literally incredible. Um, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Yeah. There was so much. It was care almost you- too big. And the second year, it got even larger. And the second year, uh, I, I definitely wanted to focus more on the questions to try to build on that first year. Last right. year I didn't take part because I was in I was on Luke Skywalker Island, so I didn't uh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes vroom, we all have to vroom, be. A... Vroom, vroom. He was playing with his lightsaber. I feel like I feel like this year is going to be interesting um, because. Uh, well, I, I I'll let Maria do any of those announcements but uh, this year this year will be interesting because again it's it's the ball's rolling it's a thing now um, yeah. and i know a lot yeah. of people are excited to be a part of it yeah well you know that happens it usually takes a couple years or a few years to get the ball rolling and once it starts going i mean this could be out of this world to be honest with you i mean it would just be amazing and i i'm glad that that paratalk radio <laughs> is always a part of what are you laughing about because i said really great para unity and Robert said, for the ghosts in jail, do they get para-immunity? 
I got I got to tell you, Brian, that, that Robert White, yes, he is in Australia, and he is the biggest uh, Joker. Joker that we have, and yeah. he is just he's he's a, what do they call those guys? He does different? He's a card. No, that he does jewelry. He does uh, yeah, yeah, stones, yeah. a lot he of stonework and lapidary? stuff. Lapidary, lapidary. Is that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. He's the guy is fantastic though. He does some great work. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. And it's like right from Australia. It's mm-hmm. like right there that he digs up. It's great. I love it. I have a song in my head now. Who can it be now? <laughs> <laughs> Who shouldn't can have started it? Be it? Knocking at my Damn. door. All right. So <laughs> at this time, like right now, it's nine o'clock. This is when Heather would normally be here. My Heather. But um, she's not. So what? And Silversmith. Yeah. Silver. And Silversmith. Is that, is that what he's saying? Yep. Okay. So what I was thinking was is um, if Brian doesn't mind and he can join us with it as uh-huh. well, unless he hey, wants Diane. to go take a drink break or whatever. A drink break. Um, not not anything too heavy, though, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> we need you to, to still be uh, smooth and not sloshy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's terrible. Just ignore the woman behind the... the, the the Deadpool mask. The Deadpool mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking yeah, no, about... No, don't ever ignore me. Well, okay. <laughs> I was thinking about taking a couple of Heather's stories and just reading them real quick Perfect. for the paranormal news. We don't have our little... Can I you can... make Can you make the paranormal... Can you make the, the news noise thing? Can you <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I have no idea. Listen, that's, I'm not a singer. I'm not a tune carrier. That, so then you should be a bee because you hum everything. I do hum. I hum a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> terrible. I can't get the song out of my head now. I, I know. I get it. Okay. It so there. I'm going to bring, let me grab this. Hold on one sec. Okay. Why don't you try it? Why don't you go do that? I tried that already. That's all, folks. No. That's all, folks. He just did it perfectly, and then he goes, okay, you do it. I already proved to him that I couldn't do it. Right. Well, here's a couple news things, and I'll I'll try my best to. I'm not a professional like Heather, um, but anyways, <laughs> here's the news. It says uh, on the Appalachian Trail in Virginia, you will come upon a marker at the Which top of the Bluff it? Mountain, um, Appalachian Trail. Okay. And the marker states that a little boy was found dead at the exact spot over a hundred years ago. His name was Odie Klein Powell. He was four years old. Aw, that's um, terrible. There's a punch bowl shelter. It's just 1.6 miles from where this little Odie was found. The shelter and the surrounding campgrounds look like any other shelter in Virginia. However, hikers have reported the sighting of this little boy while camping there. No one knows for sure what exactly happened to Odie. The following account is based on a true story, but has been fictionalized to understand what might have happened to Odie. So apparently they have made some type of little... Uh, let's see. Uh, Monday, November 9th, 1891 at 1pm. It says Miss Gilbert sensed her, st- her students were reckless. She decided to take a break from the lesson in McGuffrey and McGuffrey readers. So anyone, let's gather wood for some fire, she said for tomorrow. 
Uh, Ms. Gilbert liked having enough firewood in the schoolhouse to get through the entire week, so she would always okay. make her students to do this. She asked her youngest pupils to gather kindling in the schoolyard while she asked the oldest pupil, Harry and Joseph Powell, to find larger pieces of firewood. The ground near the schoolhouse has been plundered earlier that fall, so the children had to go farther into the woods to search for the wood. Right. Otis plundered. Was, yep. Otis was just four years old, but he wanted to gather firewood with his older brother. He had reached the age when he wanted to help even with things he, was quite, things he wasn't quite big enough to do yet. He was more adult-like than his siblings had been at that age. His father, Reverend Powell, had noticed his helpful nature and his ease of being around adults. He thought Odie was developing quali- qualities that would be good for the ministry. Um, it says... <laughs> His mom, Miss Powell, found Odie helpful around the house. He fetched eggs from the hen house every morning and swept the front porch in the evening. His older brothers, Harry and Joseph, didn't mind that Odie tagged along with them. As they headed toward a large branch that had fallen in the woods, they asked Odie to look for kindling nearby. While Harry and Joseph started chopping away at the branch, Odie took to picking up handfuls of twigs and placed them in a bucket. After a while, Odie wanted to show his brothers how much he had gathered. He saw that Harry and Joseph were busy trying to split their logs. Oh, Odie walked, God. Odie walked oh my gosh. toward them. As he got closer, Harry and Joseph stopped what they were doing. They warned him not to get near while they were swinging the axe. And you know where this is going. I do. I already did. Yeah. A few times the old axe blade had slipped off the handle. They asked Odie to go on the opposite side of the hill to collect more kindling. They told him it would be important to have enough kindling to burn the larger branches. Odie swelled with pride. He could do it. He walked away on the long path to lead him away from the schoolhouse and searched for the kindling. Then he spotted it, a large branch like his brothers had found. Forget the kindling. He thought another log would be better. He ran down the hill towards it. When he reached it, he removed his mitt and rubbed his head, oh, his hand along the side. It felt dry, and he knew it was, it would be a good piece of burning. Uh, he tried to pull it, pull on it, but the the brambles had grown around it and held it in place. Odie got to work tugging away at it, the bramble, tugging away the brambles until he freed the dead branch. Surprisingly, he was able to pull it out easily with both hands. He began dragging the branch up to the hill. At 1.30 p.m., Odie dragged the branch from quite... Or, ah, let me start over. Odie dragged the branch for <laughs> quite some time. He was tired and needed help carrying it the rest of the way. He would ask his brothers for help. He looked up the hill and wondered if that was the direction of the schoolhouse. He left his branch and started up the hill. He glanced back to Marcus Place. As he approached the top, he couldn't find the path to the schoolhouse. He went back to his branch, looked around, and tried to imagine where he came from. He was frustrated, and then he couldn't remember. He called out to his brothers, Joseph. Uh, uh, called out to his brother Joseph. Uh, yeah, okay. He uh, heard a light wind and rustling leaves. Uh, he called out to Harry, got no reply. He walked farther up the hill to research for the path to the schoolhouse, but he couldn't find it. At 2 o'clock, after a half hour of roaming, he was nowhere near the path. This is like a story. Like I'm reading like a bedtime story here. Um, <laughs> We're all going to fall asleep. Yeah. By this time, maybe. By this time, hearing Joseph realized that Odie was, wasn't back, and Miss Gilbert um, told him, you need to go search for him. 
Um, so they went and searched the nearby, wo- nearby woods, um, and Joseph to and him, and for Joseph to run back to see if he was there. Meanwhile, Odie was beginning to feel a little uneasy. The forest had no familiar markings. He had explored the forest around his house many times, but the forest seems... See, this is why Heather's got to do this. Sorry. Um, I'll read it. You going to read it? Yeah, give it to me. All right, right there. You finish. God, I'm terrible. Um, where is it? Okay, right to add to his uneasiness, he kept hearing a crow that sounded strangely human. He thought about how he and his brothers would make crow calls on the walk home from school. Maybe they were playing around him and hiding behind the trees. He paused for a moment. Is that you, Joseph? Odie kept moving. He, t- he looked through the bare trees, trying to spot the schoolhouse, but saw nothing familiar. Then, further through the forest, he spotted a large mountain. It was Bluff Mountain, and it called to him. I'll go there, he declared. The mountain was at least somewhere. He thought it would be better to go somewhere than to be lost here at nowhere. To this little boy, the enormous Bluff Mountain looked like it was a short walk away, but it was actually several miles from his location. 3 p.m. As Odie walked, he kept sight of the mountain. He walked at a brisk pace for a small child, but he wasn't feeling tired yet. He was just anxious to get to this mountain. The wind swirled around the trees and produced sounds familiar to a voice. He stopped and looked around. He stopped and looked around <laughs> to see if anyone was near. Anybody there? Hello? No one answered him. If somebody just said hello back, I would have freaked out. <laughs> just so we're clear right there. No one answered him. I meant here, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff that Even happens. Brian was quiet. He didn't even say yeah. hello. <laughs> <laughs> no one answered him. He wanted to hear one of his brother's voices calling for him. Hello? He cried. He listened to the stillness. Hello? hello. He cried even louder. I'm going to kick you in the knee. <laughs> If I wasn't so fucking cold, I would. (laughs) The sound of his own voice screaming like that, combined with the feeling of loneliness, caused a panic to set in. Odie broke down and cried. After a few minutes, he wiped his tears with his mitts. He noticed how rough the wool felt against his cold cheeks. He pushed on. He thought, what if if this was a test from God? His father had told him of stories of men whom God had tested. In most most of the stories, the man, man had failed God's test. Odie didn't want to fail, but he didn't understand this test. How does he pass? Perhaps if he walked more quickly and had a pure heart, he would make it to the mountain. This kid is four. What? (laughs) Maybe then he would please God. Imagine God walking, watching him from the sky. He also thought, what I want to know is how they know what he was thinking. I know, I know. (laughs) He also thought that God might be punishing him. Last week, he took an extra biscuit from the breakfast table Strike him dead, obviously. (laughs) God had gone without that morning. Harry had gone without that morning. Odie now regretted having done that. He decided that he would say a prayer when he got to the mountain. Please forgive me for stealing the the biscuit. I'm just kidding. It would be a good prayer, like like one his father would say, and he would mean every word. Odie was beginning to get hungry. He, that biscuit would be good right now. He looked at the ground, which was covered with acorns. He kept an eye out for chestnuts. He planned to take them home and roast them. 4 p.m. At home, a small group of men arrived to help Reverend Powell search for Odie. Harry was told to stay at the schoolhouse with some other men and keep a fire going. Joseph was to stay at home with the family. The search party started at the school and spread out from there. 
Within minutes, a few men on horseback found Odie's branch and could see now or see how he had dragged it up the hill. They circled the area calling for him. At 5 p.m., with no sign of Odie, the men gathered at the schoolhouse to regroup. They decided to shoot a round of bullets in the air to help Odie find his way back. Meanwhile, Odie was making his way toward the mountain. It never occurred to him to go towards the sound of the gunfire. The booming in the forest frightened him. To him, the sounds were ominous. Guns were used for killing. He didn't want to be killed. 5.30, it was getting dark, and by the time Odie reached the mountain, he started the ascent. As he hiked, he saw his breath in the air. He imagined he was a train with puffs of steam billowing out. He pushed harder. After several minutes, he finally reached the top of Bluff Mountain. He looked around and could see the silhouette of the mountain far away. He took a few minutes and caught his breath. Then, as loud as he could, he announced his presence. I'm here! Mama! Papa! Breathless, he sat down and bowed his head in prayer. He asked God for forgiveness for taking the biscuit and for all his other sins. Because he was four, he needed to be forgiven. He also asked God Thanks for to... ad-libbing that I, I do ad-lib in here. It's fine. Because it's bringing back things from my childhood. I, you know, and I'm sitting here visualizing it while you're saying it. You it know, it's this. crazy. It, whatever. Okay, he also asked God to help him find his way home and please watch over everyone in his family. Then he said each family member's name, each family member's full name, and added Miss Gilbert. He finished with the Lord's Prayer. He knew all the words, but he only understood the part about the bread. He was hungry. Yeah. He was earnest, though. Then he opened his eyes. It felt colder up on the mountain compared to the valley. The air sounded different, too. It was more still and lonely. He found a tree with a large rock next to it. He hunkered down between them. The ground felt unexpectedly cold and hard. He pulled his wool cap down, wool cap down over his ears. Then he simply He had already cried, and he did not feel the hunger he had earlier. He was just worn and tired. Odie closed his eyes tight like he did every night. He didn't want to see the last of the daylight fade. The coldness started to set in as the darkness surrounded him. At home, Mrs. Powell and her other children were gathered at the fire. They were taking turns praying aloud. As Mrs. Powell listened to her oldest son's prayer, she felt a deep sense of loss, but tried to bury, to bury such feelings. She wasn't going to give up hope. The men kept up the search but had lost daylight. At 10 p.m., they returned to the Powell farm to regroup regroup and plan for the next day. Odie, in the dark, shivered as he laid on his side, curled tight. He, his thoughts were fragmented as he began to fade into sleep. He thought about home with his family and being warm, the flickering fire, his mom putting a warm blanket over him, a tin cup filled with stew. It was all about the little things his mom is all about the little things and his mom that he now missed. Odie whispered for his mom and went to sleep. It is believed that Odie died this night as he as a freezing rain covered the area. Epilogue. In the months that followed, the Powell family continued their search. Hundreds of p- people participated. The family hired a private investigator, ran stories in the newspaper, and offered a reward for their son's return. In April 1982, 1892, hunters <laughs> crossing over Bluff Mountain found Odie's body. Wow. A cross was erected in this spot to mark the location. Decades later, it was replaced with a concrete marker with the inscription, This is the exact spot. Little Odie Klein Powell's body was found April 5, 1891. That's the day after my birthday. 
but not 1891. Right. Um, after straying you're, you're from being an old one. Yes. Yeah, after straying, I do. I am told I look young though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after straying from Nothing the tower hill. That's right. Except my boobs. Whatever. <laughs> after straying from the tower hill house, Tiller, tower hill schoolhouse, November 9th, a distance of nine miles, age four years, eleven months. Ever since, people have claimed to see him or to feel his youthful spirit on Bluff Mountain and Punch Bowl Shelter. For recent sightings, hikers can check the entries in the shelter's registry. Wow. This year is a mistake on this. This year is a mistake on the marker. He died in 1891. He was found in 1892. Wow. I want to know is somebody came up with an amazing story about this four-year-old last last night. Right, right. You know, but I, you know, the whole hours. point of getting to the whole story. I mean, I didn't realize it was going to be that big, but it, the whole thing. I mean, it kind of fills in the blank, you know. Right. But the sighting is what's important. That you yeah. know, to this day, there's still sightings of this little boy. So that's, right. I see. I like. I like the idea of going to these places, but I don't want to know any of the history. So I wouldn't want to see the marker. I wouldn't want to know where I was or anything like that. Right. I just like to go to these places to see what I pick up and I see. Right, right. Because if I come up with the same little boy, that would be amazing, right? Yeah. That would be so fun, though, to do something yeah. like that. So now we have story time with Cindy. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Awesome. Story time with Cindy. <laughs> All right, you guys. So now it's time to get back to Brian. Brian. <laughs> He's been sitting there so patiently when we went through all that. Thank mm-hmm. you, Brian, for Normally we holding have on. three in that time frame. But that one, yeah, that one was just huge. Next to an orange cat named Garfield. What? I don't know. You still there, Bri? I'm here. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. He's getting that drink. <laughs> oh, that's funny because he said, "Oh, I found he the little boy found a portal." <laughs> he found a portal. He found a portal, so that's why he lost track of time and such. Not all right. So we're gonna put this out like to um, everybody that's listening, um, whether it be on uh, Blog Talk or. Um, any of the outlets and, and Facebook. Um, if you have any questions for Brian, now's the time to start uh, your questions now. Yes. You can either call in at 323-642-1102 or you can simply place your question Odie on Herfield, yeah. the uh, Facebook page and Cindy will do her best to relay. Oh, I forgot. Well, Brian's on there too. So, yeah. But we can mm-hmm. we can do it vocally. Um, reply. We can um, use our mouth. Yes, yes, we can do that. <laughs> um, but we can go from there. So you're right, Odie and Garfield. Yeah, that's what Robert yeah, yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. when you said Odie. That's who I thought of too. The so, Robert. That is an inter- that is that like. was an interesting story though. I mean, I did like the story. Yeah. You know, I don't know about I, making a, a you know movie out of it or anything because that's what they're doing with a lot of paranormal. I would be super sad to watch that because we know that the kid died. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, let's. We don't want him. I I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he's immortal. I mean, but uh, he's a baby (laughs) and he died. Right. That's not fun. That's not a good movie. You're nuts. You're just crazy. (laughs) So, Brian, like you have like you have all these events coming up in April. Do you do you have any like large um, like are you going to Scarefest or anything like that to larger events like towards the later part of the year? I will be going to uh, several different events. The largest ones that I'll be attending this year 
uh, would be in May, uh, the New Jersey Power Unity Expo in Woodbridge, New oh, Jersey. Oh, that's right. And then the in August, I'll be at uh, I'll be at Michigan Paracon in August. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. I would love to go to the New Jersey one. Cruel to be kind. We should just like pile in the car and go. Okay. Just get a hold of May. It's worth it. Yeah. I mean, the the admission is a is a, a cheap twenty bucks that gets yeah. you entrance to the place, and then just everybody's there. And the New Jersey Power Unity Expo is the only location that I'm having my History of the Paranormal exhibit. Oh. Oh, nice. Very cool. Very cool. That's this is super something that I premiered last year, and it's been something I've been wanting to do for years. Uh, but uh, last year was the – actually, rather – yeah, actually, it's last year now. Uh, 2018, it was their <laughs> fifth year. So I'd been a guest for five years. I'd been advising them for four. And every year they're like, hey, what can we do? And I'm thinking, like, I would love to do this thing. I want to have this exhibit. And it never really came to fruition until last year. They're like, hey, you know what? I think we can do it. We've got the space. Let's make it happen. I, and I jumped at the chance. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, so I have a question for you, Brian. Um Helen mm-hmm. says, have you ever felt that you took a spirit home from an object after doing a show? And Robert said, but not in the tropical car, which means my, my tropical puke car. <laughs> That's terrible. Why because, did you throw that in there? <laughs> because it was because he's being funny, and, and if he read it, he wouldn't understand it. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, have you ever took a spirit home with you from an object after doing a show? I don't believe so. Um, would you there know? There were some scary times have. because we because we would film the show, and it's not like we did one case and then home, one case and home. We would do four or five in a row, just going from place to place to place to place, filming and doing cases. So as we would go on, John had this. At first, it was a briefcase, and it was a suitcase of these items that we had, to, you know. Uh, taken from the locations and we're, we're flying on planes where we're sometimes in, in, in uh, SUV caravans. And especially on the planes, I'm thinking, all right, there is a suitcase filled with potentially harmful paranormal objects on board. Right. I've never prayed oh, so yeah. much. <laughs> especially right. when we go, to, <laughs> we go to long flights or many flights, like for instance, from home to Montana required three flights because you can't just fly to Montana. You've got to fly A to B to C and the same on the way back. So I don't believe anything ever followed me home. I feel like if anything followed anyone, it would be John. But the whole point of Haunted Collector was the neutralization of said objects. So uh, the objects themselves, he would do blessings and bindings on uh, in the field as well as back of the museum. So uh, there was one time I remember it was a case. I forget exactly where, but there was a Ouija board in an attic and we were supposed to find it. The the owner thought it was up there somewhere and we did find it. However, there was so much stuff up in this attic that uh, it was a, it was a, total hazard up there. I tripped, fell on a box. That box had a Ouija board in it and it had, it had ripped in half along the fold seam. 
So Ooh. when John came up to the came up to the attic, I'm holding the two pieces, and he had instructed us that when we found the the object, not to touch it. And he, I remember he saw it. And he got, he, immediately, he immediately got mad. He's like, I thought I told you not to touch it. So John, yeah, I, I fell on it. I picked it up because oh, this is you know we had to check out the damage. Um, I remember he was angry with me that entire the, the entire rest of the night. The drive home to the hotel, he didn't speak. Uh, now I'm getting worried because I'm thinking, all right, what just happened here? What did I do? Um, just John, tell me what what's going on. Is is this a problem? And when and now that's the thing. When John Zaffis does not speak, the silence is deafening because John right. can talk. John will talk. John will interview himself. Why? Because and he'll you know he'll he'll go on and on and on. But when he doesn't <laughs> talk, it's serious. So right. I'm paranoid. We we get back to the hotel. Uh, more often than not, I would drive the, the car back. So. I would slow down. I would stop. People would get out. This time, I slowed down. The car hadn't even stopped, and he jumped out. Wow. <laughs> what? What happened? What? What is going on? Um. Oh, actually, no. I'm 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 mixing up my stories. There was that, but this particular uh, event had to do with hey, um, <laughs> a, a bit of luminol. We were. Uh, I had to spray luminol on the floor of this this place in Enfield, Connecticut, to see if there was blood on the floor from a from an alleged mm-hmm. murder uh, at the location. Unbeknownst to me, uh, the night we had investigated uh, was Good Friday. There was a full moon, and in oh, order geez. to test the luminol, I, I had to get a blood sample from someone. So mm-hmm. that constituted bloodletting in a demonic household on Good Friday under full moon. So he got mad at me, wouldn't speak to me the entire way home. I sweated out the entire night. I called home to some friends. I'm like, oh, guys, John's mad at me. He won't talk to me. I don't know what, what, what's going on. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going I panicked. I, I barely got any sleep. The next right. morning, we all show up to, 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 for filming, and it's like nothing ever happened. I'm like, John, what, what's going <laughs> on? What, what, what's happening? Ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Turns out he had called home to to some priests, to some to other people in in the inner circle, and it, it was taken care of. It's fine, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, if anything else followed us home or interacted with us, uh, I, I wasn't aware of it. It's just moments like that that stick right. in my head. Holy right. crap! That would that would make me nervous. I yeah. would have to agree with John Zappis <laughs> yeah. on that. I'd be like, "What well, fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 little things like that though that make mm-hmm. you think. You know, right. believe it or not, I mean, right? You, I mean, I like the idea of using luminol. That's right. amazing. Oh yeah. Did you guys find blood or no? The well, not in that particular case because the floor had been varnished over, so we knew <laughs> it was kind of. And it, it it wasn't gonna gonna uh, find anything, but we did it just to say, all right, yes, we attempted it, we tried it. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, because you never know. Right, yeah. right, right. No, but I do remember the episode with the with the Ouija board. I do remember that episode. Yeah, that. You know, about, you know, you yeah. know, Ouija board boards freak me out. Yeah, yeah. you know that. <laughs> I just don't like them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Play with the Ouija. But you know, 
some of the episodes, like, I remember the one where, God, Brian, you were like the go-get guy. I mean, you were the one, like, climbing underneath the house. You were the one that was, I mean, literally, he was. I mean, there was one episode, too, that I believe you had to split open a time capsule of some type. It was this big stone. That was in, uh, that was in Maui. Yeah, we had to, uh, yeah. oh, we had to break God. open you... a time capsule. Poor Brian's pounding away on this thing. And John, it wasn't it John? He picked up one piece and dropped it. or I can't remember all of it exactly. But, yeah, they had to go through this whole thing and dig it apart and see if they could find something in it. And That's cool. Yeah, he did some crazy, they, they did some crazy places. And, and Brian seemed like to be the one getting dirty. The guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it was pointless for me to wear anything nice to set because I, they, I would always get sent into the dirty attic underneath yep. something just it while as while everyone else got to relax and maybe have a drink or or just hang out after a shoot i was like i'm going back to my room and showering <laughs> poor brian oh, yeah yeah there was plenty of episodes like that but you guys had gotten some really good episodes though some some stuff where um um voices and like some of the evidence that you guys had collected um some of it was amazing, though. You know, I mean, there was uh, a John, I think John and his daughter, I think maybe. Um, they were doing a sweep and they heard voices and um, the EVPs. I mean, there was just so many things that they got that was very, awesome. very interesting. But when you're watching it from a show like that, you, you kind of go, cool. You know, it's like it's not the normal, you know, crap. It's, it's, it, was just, it was just great stuff. I can't say it enough. Um, John's very much a magnet for activity. I mean, he's been doing it for so long that uh, in his presence, we definitely get more, more activity because I feel like, you know, he, he knows how to root it out and it's just who he is and, and, and everything associated with him can attract that. So sometimes we would get off a case. I'd be doing some of my own things. My own cases are going to events. I'm like, all right, ready to go. And nothing would happen. I'm like, oh, that's right. John's not here. <laughs> so. Well, John came from uh, basically, you know, a family of investigators, correct? I mean, he is related to. Yes, Ed, Ed Lorraine Warren. Ed, Ed Warren is his yeah. uncle. Wait, yeah. who? Ed Lorraine Warren. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, he, he learned from them or he, you know. That's took on pretty them. cool. That is cool. That's that cool. cool. Huh? That's cool AF. Cool. And what's that? Cool AF. As fuck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. I should have guessed with the language. Um, <laughs> oh, that you needed me to spell it out yeah. for you. So I, I'm going to ask, just because you are friends with John and all that, what did you think about the remake of some of these movies that uh, of Ed and Lorraine's? What did you think of them? Um, they're entertainment. It's it's Hollywood. Yeah. So uh, I right. I'm not a fan of that genre. Like, it's not something that I would go like. Growing up, I never really cared for horror or suspense movies, and now that I'm older, I really still don't because I live it, and I don't want to spend my free time reliving right. it in a silly way. That being said, mm-hmm. um, I, I did have to go see the, the Conjuring movies because obviously it's connected to someone I know. So the minute I got out of the theater, the first person I called was John. I'm like, all right, John. What do they get right? What do they uh, exaggerate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And, right. of course, I mean, 
when you get a movie that's based on a true story, that means there's a kernel of fact at the center of it. Um, right. Right. So well, and, Andre, and this is also this is also true with the shows. I mean, when they yeah. show activity, when they show examples of things, it's it used to bother me. It used to uh, the trolls used to get me to, to to tilt with them online, but now I just kind of laugh that people watch shows like oh, it doesn't happen just like that. It's and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, this is, you know, you're seeing a 42-minute cutdown of a four- or five-hour investigation, and it needs to be entertaining. Right. So, of course, they're going to play music, and if there's something to show, believe me, they'll show it. Um, right. Well, we had a nice yeah, conversation I mean, with Andrea a few times, and um, she's a friend of mine as well. And it's like she she told us what was, you know, what was fact, what wasn't fact, and she did a good job for our listeners to kind of clear some of that up. And uh, oh, yeah. Um, I myself, I mean, I love watching those shows. I, I, I am a horror um, fan. Um, but I do like when I'm watching paranormal investigation shows or, or ghost hunting shows. Um, I like to, um, I look for the fact. I look for what they're doing and see how they're investigating and stuff. But I also do go back and I say, you know, this was actually like, a, a, it took them a whole week. It wasn't just 45 minutes of a show. And that's where people, you know, don't realize or don't understand. So with my lectures and stuff like that, I try to explain to them as well, hey, mm-hmm. you know, that, that took them two, three, four, five, or, or even a week to get what they got. And it's not like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, go in there <laughs> with your EVP recorder and getting, you know, getting answers it just doesn't happen that way well it's it's i mean bottom line it's entertainment so you know like we said earlier it's what you do with that after you finish watching it it's the onus is now on the viewer to pick up a book to go online to to find out more and uh yeah i mean just be entertained by the show so the movies like when i go see them if i make it through the whole movie i'm not mad i'm entertained it's like okay that was fun that was cool uh yeah Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think, you know, like the way I was raised is like with every, with every story, there's an ounce of truth. There's a little bit, and it's up to you to decide what is the truth. And then if you do your research, which is another part of the paranormal field is, you know, the investigators and the people that are out there, they need to do their research. They need to do the history, the look up the land and so on and so forth. And um, if you watch a good movie and you can find that information and find out what's real, then go for it. Cause that gives you a better sense of what the story is supposed to be instead of what, you know, transpired on the screen, you know. <laughs> so Robert said I'm the haunted brothel. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, Robert, you're <laughs> such a card. Now, Robert, I, you know, with all this joking around, you don't have a serious question for Brian here? Come on. Come on, come on, come, come on. on. Come on. Get with it. Come on. So um <laughs> I I find that the majority of the, the paranormal teams that um have like TV shows and stuff. I think their intentions are good. Of course, you, we know how that plays out with the way right. um, the shows are themselves and the contract and what they have to go through. Right. A lot of times it is they are forced to do things because of ratings and to, to make it a great show, not, you know, to give them, you know, the real evidence or so on and so forth. It's all about entertainment, just like what Brian said. Mm-hmm. So some things are lost, you know, right. but. It is what it is, you know. He said I did before. And, and that's the thing. Like, again, none of these shows are documentaries. All the shows are based on a true story. So that being said, uh, I know on Haunted Collectors, sometimes we would get EVPs that were incredible. 
but because they were mm-hmm. dead ends and they didn't lead to anything else or they didn't lead to the end, they weren't included. So uh, maybe a less exciting or clear EVP was was shown on the episode. And, you know, at the time we were like, oh, this is so frustrating. Why don't they show it? But uh, right. I, right. I'm, a, I'm an editor myself, so I understand why they do what right. they do. And, it, you know, it's, it's for a product and that, that doesn't bother me. But that being said, just because something like in a Hollywood movie is fictionalized doesn't mean that that which it is based off of is untrue. So Correct. Even if it didn't happen to the letter of, of, of history. You know, if it's a movie about uh, this, this haunting, well, that haunting took place, which means there are ghosts out there, which means there are demons out there, which means there are, you know, whatever the topic is. And that's, that should be the point. Not mm-hmm. oh he he wasn't wearing a red shirt in, that, in 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 real life he was actually wearing a black jacket it doesn't matter <laughs> you know it, <laughs> right. it, it it demonstrates that all right we are exploring this shared topic that we all love and that's that's what I like about this new show that I'm on Paranormal Caught on Camera it's a yeah. light view of yeah. everything it's UFOs it's cryptozoology it's it's ghosts and spirits mm-hmm. and sure some of the videos are older and I've seen them and some of them have been debunked. It's, it's not about that. It's, it's none of it is, Hey, everybody, this is real. And we're going to tell you why it's, Hey, we love the paranormal. And here's the proof. People are just shooting these videos and it's, it's illustrating a world of ours that we live in that is still filled with wonder and adventure and excitement. And so that's the takeaway. Yeah, so like now, I mean, because I'm sitting here thinking, and it's like I, I, I understand all of that, and I know um, what I believe, but I, I have to bring it back to there is still a, a great percentage of, of people as well as science itself that says that this stuff doesn't exist, but yet we know as investigators there are things that can't be explained out there. Um, what do you, What is your own personal feeling on all of this, like, the whole ghost and spirit and portals and all this stuff. What do you, what do you actually feel and think about it? Well, my journey has been a, a long one at this point. Uh, I started out as a skeptic when I got into the paranormal. Uh, when I was younger, I loved the, the, the topic. I was fascinated by it. So, you know, when right. we're kids, we believe in everything. We get older, we get jaded. Uh, so I was very much a hardcore skeptic for a long time, but, the more I looked into it, the more I did, the more I read and researched, I couldn't deny it anymore. So these days I'm not a skeptic, but a skeptical believer. I know the phenomenon exists. It's the people who report it that I'm skeptical of. So as far as the reconciliation between scientists and, and, and our field, they call us a pseudoscience and that's fair. It's true because I mean, again, black shirts running around wanting to help people. That's not science. But right. at the core, a true scientist has to be a dreamer, has to envision something that does not yet exist and find a way to reach it, find a way to explain it. We wouldn't have any, I mean, I'm talking to you right now on a cell phone. It's like right. we take right. it for granted these days, but a hundred years ago, I may have been burned at the stake. Oh, well, not a hundred years ago. Let's go 200 years. <laughs> I would have been burned yeah. at the stake for having <laughs> something like this. For, right. for witchcraft it's you know God, technology is advancing faster and faster 
And just think of the, the, the spectrum of light, half of which we can't see, yet it exists. Gravity, we can't see it, we can see its effects. We're now getting into quantum physics and talking about entanglement and strange particles and dark matter. We can't see it. Half, a good 90% of the people out there don't understand it, yet it exists. Right. The paranormal, well, what when you boil oh, it down to the, to, to the brass tacks, it's very difficult to explain in empirical terms. Now, it, we'll get there someday. I mean, everything in the universe has an explanation. Yes. We just haven't reached it yet. But right. for us, in, in, in the practical way, and in all the teams watching the shows and going out to investigations on weekends, they're not, they're not really there to write textbooks. They're there to right. interact. And what that means right. is interacting with personalities. We're not yeah. tracking weather systems. We're not doing geological surveys. We're reaching out to a personality to say, hi, I'm here. I, can, right. I, I want to have a conversation with you. And that is not science. That is sociology. Right. So right. there's so many things mixed into this umbrella of the paranormal, psychology, sociology, theology, all theologies, mm-hmm. uh, that it's very difficult for us to narrow down. And that's why I, I, I kind of scoff when the scientists go, oh, this, this isn't proven, therefore it doesn't exist. And I'm thinking, wow, hypocrite much? That's, you know, you got, you, you got to be <laughs> yeah. open minded. You got to dream. Exactly. Hey, we got a caller actually. So let's let's. Uh, I, before I go to the caller, though, I want to say something that I use. Um, I, I love this, and I, I use it. In fact, I printed it in my my second book here. Um, I, I'm one of the. Well, I'll just read it. It says, uh, "Imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited mm-hmm. to all we know and understand. Right. While imagination embraces the entire world and." all there ever will be to know and understand. Now that was written by Mr. Albert Einstein. And I put that in my book. I truly believe that everything that we do in the paranormal, you know, we have to use our imagination. We have to find different ways and new ways of doing things. And that's why, you know, you and I talked about this. Right. And because the, the name of my book is, you know, think outside the paranormal box. It's like, you know, if if people didn't have imagination, like what Brian was saying, we wouldn't have the cell phones. Yeah. We wouldn't have the things that we're using today that, that we take for granted technology. every day. That was alien technology. Didn't have anything to do with us being creative. <laughs> but I'm just saying that stuff that there's a lot of stuff out there that we wouldn't have if it didn't come from imagination. That's true. You're absolutely right. But when it comes to um, haunts and ghosts and Bigfoot and so on and so forth, there are thousands and thousands of reports of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. What are these people seeing? Why are they seeing it? So you just can't throw it away and say that it doesn't exist. These people are seeing something right. or feeling something or, you know, and so th- there's people like us and Brian and so on and mm-hmm. so forth down the road. And that's why that I like to show this. that he's on because it kind of ties what you're saying in. Right. I mean, but I mean that's, we talk about that here it's, all the time. It's several people at sometimes at one sighting capturing the same thing from different angles. Right. For example, like there was one on the show where they were showing UFO mm-hmm. activity, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and that's, that's why I say we need to, you know, keep going forward. And when science says, ah, no, this doesn't exist, blah, 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 I always put it back out. There's like every time you say no, there's 5, 10, 20, 50 other reasons why I say, are you sure? Because now we have this. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I think we just need to keep pushing forward here. But let me yeah. let's let's, let's answer. Grab the, let's I grab think, the caller real quick. So, who we got on the phone here? Good day, guys. Hi, uh, Robert. 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 Yeah. So you yeah, have a I question? I did have a question. I put in earlier. I did. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> we. Yeah. Sorry. Hi, Brian. Hey, Robert. How are you? Good. Thanks. In regards to the haunted objects that you have, or that you have gone through in previous episodes of the show, which I haven't seen yet, <laughs> have you ever had, <laughs> and have you ever had a, uh, a haunted object jump to something else, like a spirit transfer type thing? Oh, you mean you mean a spirit that would be associated with an object and then leave that object? Yeah, and go to something else. Interesting question. Um, I can't verify that that ever happens. Uh, we've never identified yeah. something like that. But, I mean, it's entirely possible. I mean, that could account for the times that we got the object wrong, where we were so yeah. sure that was it and this was causing the, the activity. We took it out of there, and the spirit probably jumped, said, okay, I'm out of here. See you guys mm-hmm. back in the house. I'll be uh, I'll be haunting your family again. Because <laughs> I mean, all right. When it yeah, comes to it, spirit, it, if yeah. I put haunted objects into two basic categories, either a mm-hmm. the object itself is uh, not possessed, but is is has energy attached to it by a, a sentient spirit because it either loved it in life, there's some connection to it, is bound to it, whatever. It is it is essentially tied to that object. Therefore, mm-hmm. the object is haunted. Or, uh-huh. second category, the object is a catalyst for existing mm-hmm. energy within the house. Now, right. there's energy. everything in the universe is energy and vibration. So yeah. the energy that's in the house could be dormant. The introduction of this new object could be the catalyst that sparks activity. And this, what we see in science, uh, you could fill a room with oxygen atoms, and hydrogen atoms. And over time, mm-hmm. those atoms will eventually bond together and form water. All right, but that will take yeah. a long time. Introduce a catalyst to it, say a piece of platinum. Catalysts will accelerate the reaction. There'll be an expenditure of energy, and boom, you'll have a, a room full of water. Same thing with the object. The object is introduced to a house. Activity starts. They don't know why. They don't understand what's going on. The object itself isn't technically haunted, but it caused right. whatever haunting is there. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when people do renovations and they stir things right. up. Correct. Yes. That's, that's, that's on a different but similar track. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. That gets into things like uh, energy flows, almost like feng shui. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people, and, and ironically, John, too, simplifies it and says ghosts don't like change and I said that's ridiculous that's 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 making a decision for all ghosts but it's it comes down to the flow of energy Uh, Mm -hmm. so if you move something yeah the energy in the house will flow a different way so renovations will release or dam up a flow and you will you will see changes right yeah Hmm. oh Robert thank you for your question good question Robert thanks Robert and and people what, what go part out of, uh, and buy what part of Australia are you from, Robert? In Queensland. We're facing oh. off 
I'm cycling IMO or IMA, whatever it's called at the moment. <laughs> Very nice. I, I, I never made it up to Queensland last time I was there. Next next tour, yeah, I very I, very I, nice beaches. Got to make it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone that's listening, go out and buy uh, Ted's book because, well, both books because they're both good. <laughs> oh, did you get the book? I got both books. Oh. I'm still reading okay. them, but all right. Yeah, they're good so far. <laughs> oh, you like the book? Great. Great. Hi. Well, thank you. I do. Yeah, and Cindy, where the heck did you get that hat? <laughs> <laughs> One question, Robert. One question. <laughs> well, this, my niece got this for my son for Christmas. And she stole it. A.K.A. Yule. And, no, I talked to my son both times last weekend, this week. I told him I was taking it. Um, well, I said, can I? And I said, I am anyway. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, I don't care, Mom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mitch told me to fill. So he's like, it, I think she got it probably from someplace. It was either Target or like Hot Topic or something yeah. like that here. Right. <laughs> or even GameStop. <laughs> hey, Robert, just one quick question for yep. you. Did you get that stuff mailed out? Not yet. So that's probably not going to get there in time, but I'll, uh, no. I'll, I'll still send it over to you. And you uh, can go about doing whatever you want with it. <laughs> well, if it makes it to us, we'll definitely do it, though. But yeah, all right, all right. we'll try. Not a problem. All right, thanks. Okay, thank, thank you, you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Yep. Thank you, Robert. Um, that's awesome. Um, oh, so Helen has another question, but there was one other. Oh, yeah, we also have a celebrity on the on the uh, messaging there on Facebook. Yeah, did you see that, Mr. Tony Deville? Hello, Tony Deville. Yes. Yes, um, he is from Ink Masters. Yeah, let's see. Can't wait to read your stuff. No, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, is um. Oh, Helen, here it is. She has two questions, but the first one was: Is there one show that really scared you? And her other question was: What happened to the lunchbox that was found in the building that was being torn down? The lunchbox? Oh, you mean the one that we imploded? Oh. I think ooh, I'm trying to remember. I think that's in the museum. I think John still has that in the museum, if I recall correctly. Okay. More often than not, the items people just wanted to get rid of because I, I remember one of the one of the criticisms of the show, and it's usually from from people who are, are not in the paranormal, so they only see it as uh, gain. Like, oh, that's my stuff. Don't take my stuff. A haunting, and especially when, when, when a family goes through something that is that traumatic and they're at their wit's end, the last thing they're concerned about is the, the dollar amount of whatever piece of junk we haul away. It's right. a symbol, it's a symbol of, of this bad time. They don't want to see it. They don't want to be associated with it. And if it going can alleviate those problems, they're happy to see it go. Please, John, take it. Um, right. There were, there were some, some instances where uh, they were cleansed and returned. Um, for actually, the very first episode, the the gun that I pulled out from underneath the house, uh, that family has that gun. Mm. So, uh, wow. I'm not sure some what became of scary. that. You know, some of the and stuff sometimes that you find things have to scary. be disposed of. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there was like, wasn't there like a bloodletting needle that you guys had found at one episode? I mean, there was a bunch of stuff that you guys but, had found that was pretty. It, it was uh, no a fleam. It was a yeah, fleam so, in Elizabethtown, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. That so was, there was uh, they at, a, uh, at a, a Masonic temple. Yeah, they found some really interesting stuff when it's they did creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's creepy. I'm surprised I remember Myra. that. Historic yeah. Palmyra, we have stuff like that. There is right. like bloodletting needles kit, and yeah, kit, a kit like that yep. there. It's it was it's pretty creepy. Yeah. I couldn't handle that room, the medical room. Remember? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was a that was a really weird room. Yeah. A lot of weird stuff, but But go and see it, you guys. Go see the yeah, go to go historic the, Palmyra and go to the museums that are there. They're yeah, the haunted amazing. museums, those are awesome. They're, yeah. they're amazing. Now Brian, you've been to New York at some of have you been to some of these other uh, haunted locations that like this, like haunted Palmyra or anything? Have you ever been to any of those? Uh the name rings a bell. I don't know if it's just the the Facebook exposure. I don't think I've been to Palmyra. I'm a New Yorker, so I've been to New York. I'm in New York, uh, but I'm in oh. New York City. So when I yeah. get up into the state proper, um, okay. I do love to hit whatever haunts I can. Uh, now, Rolling so many of them. Have you been to Rolling Hills? I've been to Rolling Hills many times. Many times. Yeah. I haven't been to Rolling Hills yet, and it's so close to home. I know. But, yeah, well, I'm, I'm telling you, Brian, if you ever get the opportunity to go to uh, Palmyra, the haunted museums, you should yeah, go. Yeah, you really Very should. They're really stuff. cool. Really cool. Yeah. I'll be heading up to the Hinsdale House in June. Maybe I'll have to make a detour. Oh, awesome. awesome. Oh, you know what? There's also the, uh, in Mexico, the tin shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Sheila. Sheila, yep. Sheila Oslanda. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of places that are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, Brian, if you like doing old battlefields and stuff, I, I know that everybody goes to Gettysburg, but we have a battlefield here in New York, up in Groveland Station, um, basically, and you want to talk about some really interesting stuff. I haven't I mean, been there. Oh, my gosh. Where we is did that? We did an investigation there three times, um, right up in, I mean, they have reenactments of battles and stuff there as well, and we caught... Um, Indian yelping. We wow. caught musket fire. Uh, oh yeah, there was some really strange stuff up there, um, and it was actually one of the battles of um, Sullivan's Sullivan's campaign that came through to wipe out the uh, Seneca Indians. That was one of the very first places. Yeah. And what happened to Sullivan? <clears throat> he died. But mm-hmm. the two the two um, <laughs> the two sergeants that he had that he put in charge of um, doing certain things were actually massacred by. The Indians but, and tortured. But was it Sullivan? Tree. It was he um, killed in. I don't Gettysburg? know. Where, oh, I don't know. For some reason, I thought that. I don't know. Where but yeah, there's a lot of neat places up here. So I always tell people you want to find some really good places to go that are different. Oriskany, definitely should check them out. So. Oriskany Battlefield. So. Um, That's where she lives. Brian, at. I know that you are. Um, we, we've had a great show. We've only got a couple minutes left. But um, it's been a pleasure having you here. You're an amazing guest, and um, we enjoyed um, your company. It was fantastic. Yeah. Thank yes. you for having yes. me. You know, we uh, we love having people like you on the show, and um, we have re- we've had so many different people on the show. We we are called Paratalk Radio, which is funny, Brian, but we have had every, everything from Naked and Frayed. Ink mm-hmm. Masters. We've had yep. so many the horror clowns. We have had so many different types of people. And, horror. 
horror. Sorry. You horror. don't like the way I say that, do no, you? No, no, no. I'm changing it because you say horror, horror and I go horror. Oh, okay. Horror. Okay. Well, Brian horror. even says it different than I do. So. Horror. I don't, yeah, so I don't know. How do you say horror? Horror. Horror. I was, I was right horror. <laughs> See, okay. I was right horror. <laughs> but, you know, we... <laughs> um, there you go. But we, we love having um, all different types of people in here. And what's funny is, like, the Naked and right. Afraid crew right. all had experiences either with Bigfoot or ghosts or things they couldn't explain. Right, right, right. Which enticed us to bring them on the show, which was great. And um, the horror clowns was just because... I liked horror clowns. And yeah, see, Robert got it right. Horror. That's <laughs> terrible, Robert. Don't no, follow no, that's Cindy. Me. <laughs> Don't follow Cindy, man. Um, Listen, I say we're whores and pass us around. I so. know you're terrible. No wonder Kimberly and Beck no, no, doesn't no. matter around us. Right, because we're better. Ah, ah. I'm not going to say that. All right, I so. Did. Guys, you know, if you get the opportunity to check out Brian's uh, website, what is the website again, Brian? Tell it's us all your neverstopsearching.com. You can go to neverstopsearching.com and pretty much everything that I've done or do, mostly on there when I, when I get to updating it. Uh, you can go to my Patreon page <laughs> and, and sign up to that. It's patreon.com backslash Brian J. Cano. Follow me on Twitter at Brian J. Cano. And uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, really easy. Just click on my name, Brian J. Cano. You see a trend here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, and tomorrow I'm on the History Channel. I'm going to be on the Curse of Oak Island, drilling down, uh, where I do a little investigation of the island to see what's going on with the curse. And come back on Wednesday on the Travel Channel for another episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera. That's awesome. That is great. In fact, I got it on record, guys. So if you have DirecTV, just hit that little red button that says record, and you won't miss a show because it does it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, for I, Oak Island? Oh, oh. Damn, that's cold. No, no. I was talking about the, the Oh, the Paranormal the, yeah. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. Did he say what days it is, it's on? Wednesdays. Okay, Wednesdays, that's what yeah. I wanted to make sure. I'm yeah, sorry. And I, I, I didn't even get to, now, I didn't even get to a couple of things I wanted to. I forgot to get to Haunted Snug Harbor that you were on and Scared back in 2002. And um, yeah, so we yeah, might have to have That's where it all started. <laughs> we might have to have you back. <laughs> yeah. Lots, lots to talk about. That's right. That's right. So, again, everybody's on here saying they love the show. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, Brian, thank Watch you again. Watch the new show. And it is awesome. It is I, great. I really enjoyed it. And it's really if, fun. I saw a few of them posting on here. If you guys get the opportunity for this weekend, uh, we didn't get a chance to run the commercials. We did. Um, we do this this. This weekend. This weekend, starting Friday, Friday night. Friday night. Um, this is a place that Brian needs to check out. Friday Avon night um, is the uh, historical Avon in Naked and Afraid Dinner and Meet and Greet. Um, that Saturday night at the Avon, historical Avon in is the ghost hunt with uh, no other than um, stars. Uh, oh, jeez, I got to get this right. Melanie. Uh, Rush Hour, Elizabeth, actually, from uh, Melanie Elizabeth from Naked and Afraid, um, Dan Class, and Lori Johnson from Ghost of Shepherdstown. The three of them are leading the hunt this Saturday. Um, that full weekend, Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 5, is the fifth annual Rochester Winter Parafest. <laughs> and we have, there's over 50 vendors. Yes. Um, you have 20. I think 20 celebrities, 
Um, mm-hmm. Everything from Naked and Afraid, Ghost of Shepherdstown, Paranormal Survivor, Scariest Night of My Life, um, Little House on the Prairie, uh, Monster Quest. There's just so many different celebrities that you can come check out their, what they've got, their, their merchandise, and, and, and come and get your picture taken with them, a meet and greet. And it's all for Operations Buildup, which is a veterans organization ran by veterans yeah. that actually get cars, fix cars up, and give them away to veterans that yeah. need transportation. That's amazing. It is. And, you know, it's just it's great what they do, and it, it's all nonprofit, 5013C, and uh, it's just an amazing thing that they do. So come on out. Um, Saturday and Sunday and support that. It's $15 per day um, to come in and just hang out with us and have some fun. Yes, and 25 for the weekend, I think. 20, 20 or 25 for the weekend, yeah. So it's a cheap price a, to come and hang out. It's an amazing deal. Yeah. Come and, even, even if you don't, if you decide you don't want to do um, the dinners one the, day, Oh yeah. buy two days. It's going to, to help these guys that are, about, yeah. that are helping other veterans. You know what I, which, what I think is the, the coolest thing about this event is there's a Christmas tree. Yeah, and yes, yes. there are bulbs, little plastic Christmas bulbs that you hang on the Christmas tree. Hoorah. And for a five dollar donation, you get to take that bulb, write your name or a name of a veteran, um, and place it on the Christmas tree. And Operations Buildup will put that up every year. Um, we're um, being those bulbs. That, I love it. We're being asked. It, Helen says, "Are you videoing the Avanin? Probably not, Helen. And are you guys going live during the Parafest? John and I both were like, we should. Teddy, I'm Teddy not runs be able around to. like a chicken with his head cut yeah, off. So if we do, it would most likely be just me and right. maybe Invisible John. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I put the event together, and I'm going to be so busy. Um, and um, next year, I actually have a co-person um, that's going to oh, yeah? bring it with me. Who's that? Um, none other than Miss... Michelle Wagner, the Saratoga Spiritualist, she's going to be nice. helping me out. She asked if I could use the help for next year for the 2020 event, and I said sure. So I'm actually thinking about putting together like a little panel or you know a little thing to work, get more people to work together on it, so it just doesn't fall in my lap. So I can enjoy some of it as well. Right, right, right. So and we'll have to reach out to Brian to see if we can get him to be a guest in 2020 because I think that's going to be a great show, Brian. That'd and, be great. And he does it during the winters. So, <laughs> actually, so, so it'll that. be cool. Actually, <laughs> well, yeah. well yeah. the date, believe it or not, guys, the date is already set for next year. So I'm going to say it real quick so that everybody knows, so that you can plan it Hi, out. Eric. You can put it on your Eric's oh, on? No, Eric Hayes. My, oh, jeez, I was going to say our Eric has actually got his, he started his new job tonight. Oh, did he really? Yes, he did. Eric and Ren, we miss you guys. We'll see you soon. Yep. Um, it's the last weekend of February 2020. Okay. 28th and 29th. Okay. So make your plans. and. Uh, um, Can we chill? I just wish we could do it when it was warmer. Well, it's still, <laughs> still going to be in the 40s. So. I say bullshit. This week it's at 40s. <laughs> 40, 40 Friday, 43 Saturday, and 41 on Sunday. I don't know. So we'll be good. I don't trust it yet. Whatever. So, okay, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Brian, again, thank you. Brian, You're an awesome guest. So we, we, we love you guys. here. You are welcome anytime. Um, you have the thank number, you so you can pop anytime you want and just yes. say hi. You know, you hi. got the number now. So, um, cool, cool. Thank good. you, guys. Thank you for having me. And uh, hey, I'll talk to you guys good soon. Luck. Yes. Yeah, and good luck Thanks on your show. Thank you, show. We love it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care.
Yep. Right. So uh, you know, everybody, it's it just it's it's been an awesome evening. Robert, with Brian. I'm going to beat you. It's been an awesome night with Brian. It was, it's, Robert. He's so. Oh, really? That's Robert. No, I'm going to do that oh. to Robert. It's 103 today. 100 tomorrow. I like Beating his you. presence. Oh, the yeah, way yeah, Brian, Brian yes, speaks, yes. the way he he does things, he is very professional sounding. He's he's just he's he's an awesome guy, you know. Um, so I just think it's a it turned out to be a great show. And Absolutely. everybody, please, please, if you get the opportunity, check out his website, and um, it's posted here at the bottom of the page. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> That's right, Robert. So, yeah, and uh, you can Google his name. I'm sure you'll find him, and he's here on Facebook. Mm-hmm. He did so. I put in there neverstopsearching.com and okay. Brian also put on there his um I'm going to I'm going to do this actually see if I can pin it. I'm going to pin that one too. Okay. All right. And so oh, it won't only let me do one Oh, pin. only one. So the, I'm going to do his Patreon one. Okay. Then. Um also the um Pin, pin, pin. We are a little bit behind on the videos going up on the website, hey, but the website is changing, guys. So get to paratalkradio.com. Check it out. There, the new video, the one we just had with Rusty Gilligan, went up yesterday. Oh, good, good. So good. that one's up, um, and we still got to get Tony's up, and there's a few other ones. That's the butter. The uh, butter. That's the butter, butter. video, and um, we'll we'll get that up. And Tony's going to be at the event, so you guys. Stop by, say hi to Tony, yes. and do that. I'm going to let you do this part for a second while I go over. Okay, what am I to, saying? What am I well, doing? Well, just talking and stuff while I go get our ending ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you guys doing? I was just, I was just messing, because uh, uh, oh, now it's just on me. Oh, you got to put yourself in the frame now too. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> He's so funny. He's just pressing buttons to say goodnight. No. Yes. Yes, you are. I figured I would show John's invisible spot. Am I sitting on his lap? No. Uh, oh, shoot. My uh, brother is calling me. My brother is calling me? Yeah. Check the sensors before you post that video. <laughs> we don't have any sensors, Tony. <laughs> We are already a a uh, rated R. Aaron, I'll call you back. In the small hollow in North. No, 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 no. We have to say our thing first. Fourth, 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 fourth. What are you doing? Oh my God! Oh my God! Okay, you guys. We'll see you this weekend. We can't wait to see you. Actually, so, stop touching buttons. We're gonna see you this weekend at. Winter Parafest, be there, be square, bring your friends, bring the whole lot, bring a whole bunch. We're going to have a great time. Um, what else? Um, come see me. You can book a, stop it. You can book a, you can book a reading with me, please. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, book a reading with me. Teddy's going to be running around. You will be able to see him. And what else? We're going to have a great time. Oh, at, oh, yes. I'll be doing a lecture as well. Do you know? Uh, did you change it back? No, am I on Saturday or am I still on Sunday? No. Well, you changed it. So is it Sunday then? I thought you changed it back to Saturday. No, I didn't. 
Okay, so I guess it's Sunday oh, at noon. You are Saturday. You're on Saturday. That's Saturday at noon? Yeah. Because I haven't seen the new ones yet that yeah, say Saturday at noon. So I'm either Saturday at noon or <laughs> Sunday at noon. So just buy a ticket for the weekend. Like I say, if you can't make it one day, it's fine. It goes the money goes to charity. Um what else? Um but do 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 there's so much fun. We're going to have a great time. Hey, do some of the, do the dinner on Friday night. If you don't see Teddy at Winter Prayer Fest, it's because I shanked him. <laughs> Actually, he, he runs the whole show. I do nothing. I show up. He has to be here because <laughs> I'm not taking it off. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't like him playing John. We didn't do our thing. There is always delight. You've been listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday when we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to our (laughs) guests, our sponsors, and J. Wolf Productions. Be safe, be good, and remember, wherever (laughs) there is darkness, there is always delight. Yeah, we really do have an invisible John spot, Tony. He does sit there with us. He does, really. Um, Diane will be there if you want accurate read. Book with Cindy. Thank you, Robert. That is true. Are we already off the air? Awesome. Robert is awesome. Ted, stop pushing that vibe button. (laughs) 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 That was so funny.